ocean.com. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studio, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, KTON Temple, K230CH Temple, and KDHT HD3 Belmy, K283CD Waco. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. Game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to a Thursday edition of Game Time here from ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. We are in the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. We are glad you're with us. Stephen, how's your day going? I'm doing well, Tom. How are you? I, I'm, I'm good. I, I, it's, 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 we're watching a little Ranger baseball on, on, the, on the tube and... And, and they're not, like, getting destroyed today. No, they're not. And if they hang on today, which is a big if. It's fifth inning time, settle down. Yeah, it would be five of six if they could get that done. Uh, so, But Joey Gallows hit another bomb. Hit uh, one late last night, too. Yeah, and I've got that one for Ranger Roundup. I mean, he's hitting them faster than we can get them on Ranger Roundup. He is uh, seeing the ball really well. We talked. To, we had a whole segment yesterday about, hey, do you – Trade Joey Gallo, do you keep him? And, uh, well, he continues to make a case for one of those because he <laughs> keeps hitting the ball. Whichever way you lean, he's he's making your case for you right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's, he's a hot commodity. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think we, we said yesterday he sort of is in a lot of ways a perfect player for, you know, if you're going to rent him for half a mm-hmm. season or if you want to see what he's got over the next few years. And... Uh, He's he's hitting the cover off the ball right now. He, he's he's that guy that, uh, you know. He I'm not sure he's the centerpiece, but boy, he's uh, he's one of the legs of the table, isn't he? So uh, anyway, we'll get into we'll get into some Ranger stuff a little later on. We've got some College World Series stuff. Uh, I told you it, that winning that first game means absolutely nothing. <laughs> yep. that's what you said for the past two days. <laughs> it means nothing. Uh, and we got that close game that we were looking for. It was zero zero on the top of the first. I mean, I don't know what else you can ask for. Uh, yeah, that was uh, another blowout, which has uh, been the, the story of that series. And hey, congrats, to Mississippi State, though. Cool yep. moment. It was absolutely. it was fun watching Dak Prescott celebrate. And uh, obviously a long time coming for that school. It was cool watching Ron Polk. Uh, they kept putting the camera on Polky, and uh, that was good stuff. Uh, it wasn't that long ago, just a few years ago, that he and Ty Harrington and Steve Smith spoke at a banquet at Midway High School as a fundraiser for Midway Baseball and Coach Tom Gladney, and I got to MC that deal. Now, you want to talk about some baseball stories. <laughs> There was a couple told they had a at that little deal. Yeah, that was fun. It, it really was. It was a, a good time as uh, Coach Smith and Coach Polk and, and Coach Harrington all uh, all told great stories. A lot of fun. I don't know where I got that. I just remember that and thought, hey, let's throw that one out there. Uh, again, there goes the bird. Uh, anyway, it's uh, 4.05, five minutes after 4 o'clock. And you know what we do on the program every Thursday? And I think this goes back to uh, when we start this, 79, 80, somewhere in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh Having uh, having the uh, the uh, what's the official title? Central Texas Humane Society, Heart of Texas Humane Society, uh, Humane Society of Central Texas. Human, I knew. See, I just want to make sure you. I knew it. He was I testing just, you. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> what's going on today? How are you? Doing well. How are y'all doing today? Good. Good. Now, are we going to try to take? 
A couple so, questions. Yeah, so Texas, if you have dog questions, 254-662-1660, or animal questions, we'll, we'll see. You yeah. know, we can, we can bounce around a little bit. But specifically for our dog lovers, if you have questions about your puppy uh, or just in general, 254-662-1660, text in and we'll, uh, we'll bounce them around. How do you keep them from climbing under the fence? Climbing under the fence. Yeah, so see, we're, we're dog sitting right now. Our house looks like a kennel, and we're dog sitting. <laughs> How many you got? Three. Oh. There's three at the house. Okay. And and they're all small dogs. One looks like a, a rat. I mean, he's so small. I don't even know what it is. Well, actually, she. I don't even know what she is. Mm-hmm. And then there's two small poodles. Right. Well, because the rain drains through all of our backyards in my neighborhood my house happens to be the last one on the street the fence they purposely built the fence you know a few inches off the ground so the water can go on through correct i like the i like the concept but that's also a a open gate for those dogs to go i'm out of here and underneath the fence they go so so probably the two ways you could do it so you can get a, a goat panel at tractor supply, uh, you can cut it down into little, little, you know, little sheets and just put it in the ground right there, hammer it in, and then they can't get under it. Okay, I I personally have uh, three pit bulls at my house, and so I got a privacy fence as well. Uh, I had to put a hot wire up, so um, just along the bottom, just, just along, along the base, well, <laughs> along the base, and then I found out my eighty pounder could jump the fence when she wanted to because she <laughs> oh. jumped in my neighbor's yard. So now I got a hot wire on top too. Really? Right. And so, pretty much, an eighty-pound dog just yep. going airborne. Airborne, big girl, big girl, Man. and um, it's it was a sight to see. Um, <laughs> and so, you got to put that one in, yeah. in like yeah. the Olympics or something. <laughs> yeah. The dog Olympics. Yeah, Bailey's just a special girl. Um, but you know, the hot wire thing. You know, if you're comfortable doing things like that, like you know, for me, working at the shelter, seeing all the dogs come in, I'm more comfortable with my dogs getting you know popped one time and then. You know, not going close to it again. So, like right now, the hot wire is not even plugged in. Uh, they pretty much get popped once, and they just they stay away from it. Um, and it's really easy and expensive to do. But also, the you know the goat panel is another way you could do it that would be fairly inexpensive as well. All right, we got Dave in Waco. Says he's got a cocker spaniel puppy. How does he get her to stop biting and nibbling? Biting. So a couple um, ways you can do that. One way um, is you know, depending on how old the dog is. Mm-hmm. Try to exercise it more. Give it more structured exercise, okay? Uh, you can and try to introduce things like Kongs filled with peanut butter um, to kind of distract the motion. Um, try taking it on more walks. Um, another thing you can try is when the dog does slightly start to bite you, just go, ow, really loud and pull back like it's really hurting you to teach the dog, hey, I shouldn't do that, right? Um, another thing you can do is just when it starts doing that, put him away. Put him in his crate. Let him... You know, put them in there with a toy or something like that and let them know, hey, this is not acceptable behavior. So okay. if you're going to be biting me, then that's, you know, we're not playing like that anymore. And getting that energy out, that also helps with if your dog's like chewing stuff up in your house, yes. right? Okay. Absolutely. And then uh, Rustin wants to know, he says, I have a dog, Lola, who seems very timid and really struggles around other dogs. Are there any tips for Absolutely. helping with that? So timid dogs um, are, we get quite a few of them at the shelter, so... It sounds counterproductive. What you want to do with the timid dog is you want to pretty much ignore the dog. Okay. You don't want to look at the dog. You don't want to talk to the dog. Um, you don't want to try to approach the dog. You want to pretty much just let the dog approach you. So like if the, if a dog was in here with us right now, I'd mm-hmm. think of it as this trash can. I'm like not looking at it. I'm not talking to it. And when it's ready, it'll come up to you and kind of, kind of, you know, approach you and want some loving. 
um, with a, when it's with another dog, um, you need to make sure that the dog you introduce it to um, is a confident dog. You don't want another scared dog because then they'll kind of be scared together. So if you have another confident dog that can kind of show that dog the ropes, if that if they can see you loving on that confident dog, and then they'll come over and they'll, they'll want some loving. And, and if the confident dog is playful as well and wants to play with it and knows not to push it too hard, <clears throat> then it can work out well. So we have a lot of uh, confident dogs like that at the shelter right now. We do play group every morning, um, 20, 30 dogs out there playing. Um, I'd love for him to come by the shelter and we could, you know, see how how he does with dogs um, at the shelter and kind of go from there. Uh, also, we got a question: how old can, how old can an adopted dog be before it can be trained properly? About how long would you wait until you really start hitting the training hard? So typically, it's more along of how long you've you've had the dog. So let's say you come out tonight, you adopt a dog, you wouldn't want to enroll that dog in training on Monday, okay? Because that's you want to make sure the dog is with you. Two to three months is probably best before you start trying to trying to train the dog. You want to make sure that dog uh, has trust in you. It knows you. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be bonded with you. It's gonna respect you. Um, so then, when you do training with it, it's gonna be more receptive to that training. So age, you know, if you get a puppy when it's eight weeks old, um, and you've had it till it's you know four, five, six months, you could probably start training them at six months. They do have puppy classes um, to kind of teach basic manners. But normally it's more along the lines of how long you've had that dog as opposed to how old the dog is, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It does. And we got one more question. Then we got a, a cool event that uh, the Humane Society of Central Texas is putting on. But uh, B-Dub says, I'm a UPS driver. What am I supposed to do about vicious dogs that approach me on my route? Very easy. Okay, I used to work at FedEx, okay? Okay. Here's what you do. <laughs> you, keep, you keep dog treats in your, in your truck with you, okay? When you approach a dog that you, that, you know, when you know your route, you kind of know the aggressive dogs, okay? So when the aggressive dogs start coming at you, the last thing you do is turn your back. You learn how to walk backwards like this. And, and nine times out of ten, that dog's not going to come to you, okay? okay? So if you're walking backwards towards your truck like this and you're keeping eye contact with that dog, they're not going to approach you, okay? I have a dog at home that will approach you. He's mean. He'll, he'll charge you. He'll bite you. But he's locked up, okay? Safe. UPS is safe, okay? <laughs> but let me tell you. That's what you do. You just start walking backwards, keep your eye on the dog, and then just get back to your truck. And if it comes over to you, still barking, just throw a little treat out at it. Um, my first day at FedEx, there was a dog. I was in Mejia. A dog comes storming down the road, dragging a big old chain. It's this big old blue pit bull, and the chain's like sparking on the ground. I'm like, I'm done for. <laughs> and so I reach in my truck. I grab a, I grab a treat, and I throw it out, and it just trots on back home. So, All right, well, there you go. Yeah, so have uh, have some ribeyes and some yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, There you go. All right, Fourth of July foster frenzy. Let's talk about it. And you guys are full right now, so you need some help. Yes, sir. Very full. We have uh, over 130 dogs in the shelter, and that was as of this morning. Um, and so now we're almost done for the day. So we probably have a lot more than that now. Um, and then with fireworks coming up, whatnot. You know, uh, if you have a dog and the fireworks um, are going off. Please bring your dog inside because they will, like my Bailey, when she jumped that fence, I just got a bug zapper and the bug zapper was going off and it was freaking her out. And so mm. she jumped the fence. So fireworks is the same kind of effect. So if you have a dog on the 4th of July, please just bring it inside and let it relax inside and then let it out if they're all over. You mentioned fireworks and and uh, that uh, kind of spooking the dogs. You And those dogs, if they get away, how are we getting them back? And there's only one good way to get it back. Make sure that uh, your dog is can be identified. Correct. So uh, we're doing a free microchip at the uh, Humane Society right now. So no appointment necessary. Uh, you come on in with your dog. We'll microchip it, get all the info put in so that if your dog does happen to get out, 
and it gets scanned either at the shelter, or a veterinary office, or a local fire station, uh, we'll be able to contact you and get your dog back. There you go. Mike from the uh, Humane Society, we appreciate your time today, and uh, and good luck with these two events, and hope everything goes well. And Man, 80-pound dog, 80 dog leaping a fence. That's, that's special. In a single bound. And this was fun. We'll, we'll start doing this with Mike every week. Send in your questions, yeah, 254-662-1660, and uh, we'll have Mike answer them. There you go. That's on our CNC Collision Center text lines. 413, this is, this is Game Time on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll still see a few scattered showers early this evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies, lows falling to 76 degrees. It'll be partly sunny tomorrow with a 60% chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms as a cold front moves in, 92 the high. And on Saturday, mostly cloudy with a 60% chance of showers and storms and a high of 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Morris Show. Frank was just such a gentleman, such a great representative of Baylor University. And it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, he was doing the Baylor games, but he was so well-respected that he was doing Southwest Conference basketball TV games every week. And the other coaches in the Southwest Conference were okay with that just because Frank was so so fair and did such a great job for their schools and for the league. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters with a question. If you had a very good friend with very bad breath and everyone knew it except him, wouldn't you tell him? I believe you would because it's part of the bro code. So now this same friend is driving a truck around town without a stitch of accessories. I mean, no step bars, no bed cover, no grill guard, totally naked. And he's unaware how embarrassing it is. Don't you owe it to him, bro to bro, to tell him he's driving around a new truck? At Pickup Outfitters, we think you do. And we're asking you to join the cause to end truck nudity in Central Texas, one bro at a time. So grab your buddy, ask him to get a beer with you, and break the news to him gently. Then show him all the possibilities for his truck on the Pickup Outfitters website. You can even bring him to Pickup Outfitters. As our thanks to your commitment to your bro, we'll even take the price of the beer off the ticket. Unless, of course, it's a light beer. Pickup Outfitters of Waco. We're here to help you and your bro. On the web at createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Chris Paul poured in 41 points, and the Phoenix Suns advanced to the NBA Finals for the first time since 1993, beating the Clippers 130 to 103. Tonight in the NBA playoffs, the East Finals continue. The Atlanta Hawks are at the Milwaukee Bucks. That series tied at two games each. Tip is at 7.30. Tampa Bay takes a 2-0 lead in the Stanley Cup Finals, beating Montreal 3-1. After 16 seasons as Baylor's head track coach, Todd Harbour announced his retirement. Astros get swept by Baltimore, now head to Cleveland to start a series with the Indians tonight. First pitch at 6.10. Rangers and A's get away game this afternoon, and you can catch that game over on kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, what is that Saturday Night Fever? Hey, how about that? Little little uh, John Travolta action, I guess, huh? Uh, four seventeen. It's seventeen minutes after four. Did you get to see much of the game last night? I did. Yeah, I tuned in. Uh, I was pretty locked in. 
Um, now, I'll say the, the turning point for me in that contest was Mississippi State breaks it open a little bit. They go up 5 nothing. They knock Kumar Rocker out. And Vandy comes to the plate. And Mississippi State gets a shutdown inning. And for me, that was like the uh, that was a signal that, okay, this one's pretty much a wrap. Because if, if Vandy can't start to get something going you know, in the fifth and the sixth inning as the game starts to get away from them, it's a sign that uh, it's just not their day. And obviously Mississippi State scored a few more runs. But um, congrats to the Bulldogs. I mean, one hit mm-hmm. the Commodores last night. Uh, and I mean, they that, showed that was they what, were the, the eighth champions. inning. Eighth inning, I think. Is yeah, eighth it was? inning. They got, a, the they got a base knock, I believe. Back up the middle, yeah. Um, so they they did their job. They did it well. And uh, Bednar and the Sims combined for a, a fantastic performance. Carl Ravage on the final call of the ball game. Parker Noland with two outs in the ninth. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. He's out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. Destroying. Hey, they didn't just beat them. They destroyed them. A few strange things about that play. One, I get it. You you got to get base runners. But it's 9-0. Why are you pushing a bunt to the third baseline? Also, though, I thought he might have been safe. He was safe. There wasn't no might have been. Yeah, he, was, he looked like he was safe. Now, they called him out. There was a celebration. I'm not going to complain about them not reviewing it. The game was yeah. over. But, yeah, I mean, he was safe. He looked like he had him beat by a step. Oh, he, he, he was safe. Uh, but that guy was getting out of there. It was done. This is our chance to get off the field, and we that's exactly what happened. So, and I and I did not see the umpire rotation, but that's it, it looked a lot like it was Jeff Hendricks, uh, the uh, the Big Twelve umpire that was uh, uh, at the College World Series this week. And I did see him in several games, so mm-hmm. I know he was there. And it certainly it looked like it may not have been him, but it certainly looked like. And I'm like, way to go, get that thing done, and get out of there, <laughs> get, move get on. Well, I mean, you know, it's nine nothing. Come on, right? I mean, I'm not again, not taking anything away from Mississippi State, not saying it changed anything. It was just sort of a, an anticlimactic ending in some ways that he looked like he was safe and, and they just punched him out and said, let's go home. Like it was a Tuesday night game against UTA. Or yep. Something. I'm like you. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Tim Corbin wasn't flashing bun it here sign, you know, so right. <laughs> down nine, nothing. Swing the bat. Get on, I guess. Yeah, it's probably that's... what everybody else in the ballpark was thinking. Swing the bat. <laughs> You're out for being silly. All right. Uh, so the, uh, so the, and how about the crowd? A chanting, you know, I mean, that place was rocking. And again, very much a Mississippi State home game. It was pro Mississippi State. And uh, I think it had a big influence on the last two nights. We we discussed, well, really, Tom brought this up. I'll, I'll give you credit, Tom. You said, hey, in game one, Mississippi State got waxed. And they still looked like a team that had their head in the game. You know, they gave up seven runs in the first inning. And then everything really slowed down mm-hmm. after that. And they recovered well. They just couldn't get anything going off Jack Leiter. Not the first team that struggled with that. And then in game two, when Vandy got beat, uh, you just mentioned Vandy looked really dejected. And I think part of that had to probably do with the fact that you're getting beat and that crowd is all pro Mississippi State. Um, So that that wasn't a good sign. They got to a nice start last night. An error, a couple hits, gave them an early lead, and they never looked back. But cool moment. Mississippi State, um, those people love baseball they love all their sports but they love mississippi state baseball 
And I know that was uh, a, a huge deal for a ton of people yesterday. I, I've mentioned this before. If you ever get a chance to go see a, a ball game uh, in Stark Vegas, mm-hmm. you got to go. It's it's kind of a cool experience. There's several places, honestly, uh, in the SEC that are fun to go to. And I mean, Baton Rouge is another great one, uh, you know, for obvious reasons. But uh, yeah, I, I think going to Mississippi State's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool deal. If you can put that on your bucket list, and, and everybody just kind of passes through Starkville. I mean, it's it's right. Yeah, uh, you you, uh, you got to go find Starkville. But uh, yeah, I said this on the John Morris show. You know, in a lot of cases, you have rivalries between schools, and it's it's you know location based. The schools are close, and a lot of a lot of times, similar people go to both schools. Uh, the the folks that go to Mississippi State and the folks that go to Mississippi, that's a little bit different clientele. Yeah. <laughs> the, the people you'll see in Stark, Starkville and people you'll see in Oxford, and and that's one of the kind of the funny subplots about that um, rivalry each and every year but congrats to uh, mississippi state just a really cool moment for them and um yeah nice to see them get it done and win a national title coach lamon said that they never gave up they never gave up we've had our backs against the walls a lot of times and they're just tough we just got tough kids in our program they'll never give up and they kept playing to the very end and we're the last one standing they are the last one standing, and mm-hmm. and uh, the as you mentioned, the first ever championship in any sport. Any sport, um, huge deal. A, a proud university that has a lot of good programs, and Mississippi State. We we talked about this too. They they cooled off a little bit. They struggled in the SEC tournament. I know they had a they got stroked in the SEC yeah, tournament, and they had a late season series loss that was surprising. Uh, so going into the NCAAs, you felt like, well, maybe that's a, a group that's vulnerable, mm-hmm. even though they're hosting a regional. And they ran the gauntlet. I, Campbell took them to, uh, you know, the wire in that regional. Uh, they got it done the Supers and then move on and win in Omaha against, you know, you beat going into this tournament. I think most folks said Vandy and Texas are the two most complete teams. Mm-hmm. Just you look at the pitching, the offense, everything they have going for them. They beat both of them. They beat Texas twice, uh, and they beat um, Vandy twice. And that's a super impressive way to win a national title. The hot team was North Carolina State. Yep. And I was I was just – I don't know if anybody else did it, but last night I'm watching in the seventh, eighth inning, and you knew the game was over. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I would have liked to have seen NC State and Mississippi State now Now that we're here at this point in this series. It would have been uh, fun. It would have been interesting, huh? It would have. And NC State was another group that they were sort of – now Mississippi State, much better regular season than the Wolfpack had. But they were up and down throughout the year. They caught fire at the right time. And I do feel like there would have been some more competitive games in that scenario. Uh, but obviously we – understand real unfortunate situation with covid led to vandy just kind of getting a pass in there which was tough on, mm-hmm. on a lot of fronts coach lamone talked about the first ever championship for mississippi state it's a special night for all of us it's i've told recruits in the recruiting process it'll be kind of like when the cubs won it when mississippi state wins it it's going to be a big party and i have a feeling we're going to have a big party tonight Audio courtesy of ESPN. That's the understatement of the <laughs> yeah. year. So let, let me go ahead and just tell you that, hey, we're all going to go out and have a big party tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's just what I, I saw Kendall Rogers is there. He always is at those events. And uh, his hotel was populated by a lot of Mississippi State people. 
And I'll tell you, if you were trying to get some sleep last night, that was not the place to be. I was going to say, he probably slept well, didn't he? They were having a good, good time uh, at the Hilton there, and and deservedly so. I mean, that's that's a long time coming. Now, we've talked a little today, and we've kind of poked fun a little bit today, having some fun with it, I should say, uh, the NIL thing. But seriously, the, the passion that Mississippi State people have for baseball, don't you know some of those kids last night uh, with what they accomplish? Uh, what's that going to do when they get home today or tomorrow? And I mean, that's, I mean, that's one of the cool things about this is it gives you an opportunity. I can't promise that athletes are going to make a ton of money off of it, but for non-revenue sports like baseball or softball, soccer, whatever it might be, if there is a passionate fan base at the school that they're at, or if they can market themselves in a certain way, then maybe they get a, a piece of this pie. And yes, for Mississippi State baseball players coming off a national title, I would think, Tom, there would be a number of opportunities uh, coming their way over the next few weeks and months and that's that's one of the um i think really positive things about this change across college athletics all right uh it is 4 26 26 minutes after four tell you what we're going to do we're going to uh, step aside and when we come back we're going to talk some high school football yes indeed don hyde la vega pirates head football coach is going to join us and we'll do that next here on espn and fox sports central texas a high fly, deep right center field. Taylor turning to look. It's gone. Texas Rangers baseball on ESPN Central Texas. Here's a swing and there's a drive the opposite way to deep left. Kemp is going back. He looks and that ball is history. Follow the Texas Rangers all season long on your home for Texas Rangers baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Feel like you're missing out on the Fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-through, and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple Margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos in Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. 
Chris Paul poured in 41 points, and the Phoenix Suns advanced to the NBA Finals for the first time since 1993, beating the Clippers 130 to 103. Tonight in the NBA playoffs, the East Finals continue. The Atlanta Hawks are at the Milwaukee Bucks. That series tied at two games each. Tip is at 7:30. Tampa Bay takes a 2-0 lead in the Stanley Cup Finals, beating Montreal 3-1. After 16 seasons as Baylor's head track coach, Todd Harbor announced his retirement. Astros get swept by Baltimore. Now head to Cleveland to start a series with the Indians tonight. First pitch at 6:10. Rangers and A's getaway game this afternoon, and you can catch that game over on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. EP bringing the tunes today. So I was trying to remember what was that one? Saturday in the Park. That's Saturday right. Saturday in the Park. That's Chicago? Yeah. Oh, look at me. How about that? Knowing things. Now, how, where'd you get that recall from? Uh, the campus radio station I worked at played a variety of different music, so I was spinning tunes back in the day, and Saturday in the Park was in the rotation. There you go. Also, J-Mo is a huge Chicago fan, so if you work with him for any length of time, that's probably a return bump that's uh, happening at some point. Well, his old friend, Craig Harper, our yeah. old friend Craig Harper, he is a big Chicago fan. That's one of the things they have in common. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, it is game time on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. We were efforting Don Hyde. If he calls back, we'll uh, we'll get to him. We've been touring around high school football uh, teams in the area over the past week or so. But if he's not, then we'll just pivot to a different topic. I want to talk some college football here. We yesterday did a uh, – a segment, Tom, about coaches around the Big 12, right? Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. looked at where they were ranked. Um, we discussed that Dave Aranda at the moment is pretty low. And that brought me to another Big 12 topic of note as we approach media days, which is Oklahoma has dominated this conference for a long time now. Lincoln Riley, Bob Stoops, they've just had it locked down. And honestly, I don't think it's been that close. You know, Texas made the Big 12 title game a few years ago. That was a fairly competitive game. Iowa State came back last year and sort of took him to the wire. But for the most part, those teams that Oklahoma has had uh, has been pretty dominant um, in those situations. However, going into this year, um, I'm just curious, what team in the Big 12 is the biggest threat to OU? What team in the Big 12 is the biggest threat to OU? You can chime in if you want, 254-662-1660. I think this season alone, it would be Iowa State. Now, I don't know how much staying power the Cyclones have past that, but I I do feel like the COVID year, the extra year of eligibility for uh, a lot of guys is going to help the Cyclones a bunch. Um, And then long-term... I would imagine it has to be Texas. Of course, that's really dependent on what you think of Steve Sarkeesian and uh, you know what he might do once he gets the reins there at UT. But let us know, 254-662-1660. Tom, do you think there's anyone close to being on OU's level uh, right now at this point? No, I don't. Uh, I think it's... Again, when you start looking at a complete football team, 
I think they are the most complete football team in, in the league right now. And for a number of years, the way to get them, and of course, I mean, I say that sort of facetiously because they had Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield and, um, you know, the list goes on. But the defense struggled, right? Mm-hmm. So you felt like, okay, well, maybe there's a chance if we can catch them on a day where we force a few punts that we can win a game. But Alex Grinch really improved that uh, defensive unit last season, and I think they're going to be better as the year goes on. But you said complete team, and, and that's a fair point. Because whether it's quarterbacks, offensive linemen, um, you know, that defense is getting better. It does feel like they not only get the best players, but they're developing them well. So maybe Iowa State could for one season because they have a team with a lot of seniors up in the Sooners. But for for somebody to do it consistently, it's going to be that combination of getting, you know, four and five-star recruits in and then finding a system that works for them because obviously Lincoln Riley and company have something that's working for them right now. And then I ask you about Texas uh, coaching change in, 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 I mean, we get that. We get that there's, there's things that have to happen when you have a coaching change, but I always thought that they had quality football players. Didn't understand why they weren't able to put it all together, but I always thought they had good football players. Is this a team that can win 10 games, 9, 10 games, in your opinion? I think they could. Um, now, one thing about UT this year specifically, and this doesn't really pertain to knocking off Oklahoma in the conference, but they have a really tough schedule, like non-conference schedule. I mean, they play Louisiana Lafayette, or I think they call themselves the University of Louisiana now, on September 4th, but Billy Napier... Uh, has done a great job there. They knocked off Iowa State last season. They're a force. I believe they're in the Sun Belt. So that's that's a tough game. And if you're going to get UT, it's probably going to be early in the season. Then you go on the road to Fayetteville to play Arkansas. Now, I would favor Texas in that game, but Sam Pittman did a nice job last year. Boy, I don't, and they love him, too. And, and I don't think that's a, you know, mark it down, easy win. Also, I, I would guess... That's going to be a pretty uh, lubed-up crowd in Fayetteville with an old rival like Texas coming to town for the first time in a long time. I'd imagine they'll have a, a pretty nice environment there that night. Yeah, I think it would. Uh, I think it's going to be fun. You know, they you get to relive the old Southwest Conference days and and all of that stuff. And you know, and that's a program, even though they're not in 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 our league. That's a team I want to kind of keep an eye on because. A year ago, through the COVID thing and, and Sam Pittman in his first year and everything, I thought that they were a football team that got better. There was a couple of games, particularly the Auburn game. I just thought they got the sh- they you know they they got well. I don't know how to say it properly. Uh, it's not beat out of them. Well, no, they. I mean, they should have won the football game, oh, okay. and that was the one where the you know Auburn fumbled the football and and it, it, anyway they. Oh, Arkansas, yeah. You're yeah, about, I'm talking yeah. about Arkansas. And and so I think they should have had one or two more wins. You know, they had the opportunity for one or two more wins. And, and it looked like a team that was getting better. And, and now I want to see with, with the spring and, and with an offseason, 
just how good they are. And again, you know, when you play in, when you play at home, there that's is, what's that worth to you? Is is that worth three? Is that worth six? I mean, I don't know, but I do know this: it's worth something when you're playing in your own backyard. Yeah, it, it's worth something for sure. Um, funny enough, the team that's had their number as of late, at least in head-to-head matchups, is Kansas State, <laughs> and. I don't have a great explanation for that. Last year, K-State had major COVID issues and went in there and still found a way to get it done. Now, that was in Norman. Um, oh, you got a big lead and just sort of, sort of slowly gave that away. Spencer Rattler, it was still early in his career. He threw a few ill-timed interceptions that led to uh, you know some easy points for the Wildcats. The problem with K-State is, okay, you go beat them again. I just don't think they can win... 10 or 11 games. It's the combination of can you win that head-to-head matchup either in the regular season or in the Big 12 championship game, but also can you be good enough to get to the Big 12 championship game? Because K-State's been able to beat them a couple times, but they haven't made it to Arlington. Iowa State beat them in Ames, got to Arlington and couldn't do it. Is it is it good for the Big 12 that they're this dominant? No, I okay. don't think. I mean... I think you need some parity and some balance and some competitiveness, but also look at it this way from OU's perspective. They have a target on their back, and they're going to get everybody's best shot. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, if they if they lose to Kansas State because of that, I get it. Hey, they had every chance to get ready to play just like Kansas State did. But stop and think about that. It's everybody's Super Bowl when you beat when you beat Oklahoma or, or, or any team of that caliber that is as consistent at the top as they are. When you go have that opportunity to win that game and you do win that game, that is huge for you and, and your program and, and everything of, of, about what's going on with you. For Oklahoma, it's you know another game on the schedule. Yes, and I think parity would be good for the league. Ultimately, I'm not sure if it matters – they need somebody in that league needs to win a playoff game. I don't know if it matters if it's Oklahoma or whoever, but somebody's got to do that. They they have to win. You know, we've seen Big Twelve teams win a big bowl game. Texas beat Georgia a few years ago, and I think actually the middle of the league is pretty competitive. And that's one thing that I feel like benefits OU too is nobody's really emerged. It's been. Um, it's been a different contender each and every year. Like the middle of that conference is um, is stacked. You have OU, and then like Iowa State's good right now, but the Big Twelve Championship game as of late. Um, let's see here. Let's look at the history. So Oklahoma played Iowa State in twenty twenty. They played Baylor in twenty nineteen. Texas in twenty eighteen. TCU in twenty seventeen, and then. It was discontinued since 2010. So in the four years since it's been reinstated, it's been four different opponents. So there's just no consistency outside of what they've done at the top of the conference. And one common denominator, and that's Oklahoma. Yes. <laughs> so uh, there's 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 a lack of there's a lack of you know consistent competition at the top of, mm-hmm. of, of the league, and that's just the way it is. And I'm like you. I think you would like to see somebody emerge and it become borderline rivalry type type of competition in that championship and fighting for that title. Well, and I mean, the obvious choice for long term is UT because they get they get the similar players, right? Like they just 
talent-wise. I know people disregard recruiting rankings. I understand it. No, it's not everything, but it does mean something. And they're up there with them all the time. And they haven't held up their end of the bargain if that's going to be a rivalry. So maybe someone else can emerge. I mean, as I said, as it kind of rained down there over the four years, there's been uh, someone different each and every season. Do we want to take a, a break here, Tom? Do we think we got? Yeah, let's let's uh, let's step aside right here, okay. and uh, and we'll uh, we'll come back and get to some more of your uh, your uh, comments on the uh, CNC Collision Center text line at two five four six six two sixteen sixty. We'll also get to the range roundup, and we'll see what else we got going on here for a Thursday afternoon. This is game time from ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. Rick Butler is our guest, a former MCC baseball coach, won the national championship at MCC in 1983. Uh, it's almost like a mash unit in, in the World Series that year. Uh, we started the first game with Greg Dennis splitting his chin open on home plate, had to have stitches, and then uh, Kenneth Patterson got hit in the, in the face by a double play ball because he couldn't get down and slide quick enough. And then Jerry South, and this is the one most people remember, took a line drive off of his head that went over the third base dugout into the bleachers, came back the next night and pitched a complete game for the championship. So those were some tough guys, 58 and seven records, nothing to scoff at. And they brought the prize home and we're very proud of that team. Listen to the voice of the bears weekdays from two to 3 PM here on the home of the bears ESPN central Texas. For over 15 years, Wings Pizza and Things in Temple has been your go-to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include two for $28 meal deals or their family feast. And you can top your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsandtemple.com for their menu. Heritage Creamery Woodway is now open at The Outlook, just off 84 and Ritchie Road. Come see us at our beautiful new location, where we serve all the classics, including shakes, floats, cookies, ice cream sandwiches, and plenty of kid-friendly favorites. Our products are made by hand right here in Waco, Texas, with all natural ingredients sourced locally as much as possible. We're open every day from 2 to 10. Need us to cater your event? We're ready to serve you from our new Heritage Scoop Truck. Visit HeritageCreamery.com for more information. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I love what I do. Every day I have the chance to help people chart a path toward their financial goals and pursue their dreams. We build relationships with each client and enjoy seeing how they appreciate there's someone working just as hard as they are to help meet their objectives. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. 
Chris Paul poured in 41 points, and the Phoenix Suns advanced to the NBA Finals for the first time since 1993, beating the Clippers 130-103. to Tonight in the NBA playoffs, the East Finals continue. The Atlanta Hawks are at the Milwaukee Bucks. That series tied at two games each. Tip is at 7.30. Tampa Bay takes a 2-0 lead in the Stanley Cup Finals, beating Montreal 3-1. After 16 seasons as Baylor's head track coach, Todd Harbour announced his retirement. Astros get swept by Baltimore, now head to Cleveland to start a series with the Indians tonight. First pitch at 6.10. Rangers and A's get away game this afternoon, and you can catch that game over on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time now for the Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. All right, let's talk some Ranger baseball. Let's talk about the hottest team in the American League West right now, those Texas Rangers. They lost last night 3-1, to one, uh, and the lone run came on a Joey Gallo bomb, and that came – yeah, late, late in the, the ball game. game. Yeah, yeah, top ninth, of the ninth. Top, yeah, top of the ninth inning. So uh, Gallo gets them on the board anyway. They were getting shut out, and Gallo was able to uh, drive one out. He actually he drove one out today, too. Here we go. Turn that edit pot on, AP. Here's the pitch, and Gallo hits a high drive to deep right field. Back goes Bolt. He's looking up, and that ball is history. Joey Gallo breaks the shutout. Clears the 14-foot-high wall, puts it in the first deck of Mount Davis with his 19th home run of the year. RBI number 43. So much for the shutout. It's the A's three and the Rangers one. Yeah, that was last night. To a chorus of booze, too. Yeah, they were that? not happy. I guess they wanted that shutout yesterday. Uh, did you see the crowd? I, I just don't get it. Uh it was it was sparse, and this is a team that's contending for the West, you know, championship. Yeah, Oakland, uh, for whatever reason. Well, I think the main reason is that facility is just a dump. Yeah, but they, I mean, they just don't show up. They never have, or or never have. As of late, they haven't. But how funny when you just go across the bay to San Francisco, where they're rabid about their 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 giants. Well, and, and that's where everything pro sports-wise is headed right now in that area. I mean, the Warriors have gone across the bay to San Francisco. Um, obviously, Oakland, they left for Vegas. So the A's, and it's that's another reason why it's interesting because the A's are the only show in town now. They have a good team. They've had a good team for the past couple of seasons, at least a team that's going to compete for a division title and still just can't seem to get folks uh, in the stands. We joke around, but it really is the A's and the Astros, right? I mean, oh yeah. I mean, I like the Angels. We'll see when Trout gets healthy. I know Shohei Otani is having an amazing season, but it's it's the A's and the Astros. Those are the two best teams, um, and those are the teams that are going to be in the race for a division championship. Now today they're playing the get out of town game, and they are. Uh... Well, the Rangers are doing a number on the Oakland Athletics as they lead seven to nothing, and Gallo hit another home run. He's now got twenty. Yeah, they've they've uh, driven a lot of the park today. Um, he had a two run bomb that was another no doubter. Nate Lowe hit one, 
So seven nothing Rangers going to the bottom of seventh, and this would be another series victory if they can hold on here uh, against a, as we said, a good Oakland team. Um, they're playing good ball at the moment, and Gallo continues to rake. Maybe there is something to this idea of you know the foreign substance being cracked down on the ball having less spin. It might be a temporary thing, but when he's locked in, you see why there's a lot of interest in, it in his services. And, you know, I, I've been to Los Angeles uh, to see baseball, been to Anaheim to see baseball, but I've never been, you know, north to to Oakland or to San Francisco to watch games. Uh, but they say, you know, during the day, the ball will carry a lot better uh, mm-hmm. on that on the West Coast than it will at night. And, you know, so <laughs> the uh, the Rangers taking advantage of the sunshine and they've got a seven nothing lead in the in the uh, bottom of the seventh inning. And uh, unless this thing just craters, they're on they're on their way to another win. What would that be, Stephen? Five out of their last six? Five out of six swept the Royals, and then they would take uh, two out of three from Oakland, which would be impressive. The thing that always bothers me about the A's ballpark is all that foul territory. Um, plenty of it. Plenty of it. Bullpens out there can lead to some easy outs. But this would be an impressive win uh, for Texas as John King looks like he's going to get out of the – seventh inning and and get it done um you know we'll see that they are they've been up and down all year obviously a lot more down but they have been known to put together five or six game streaks like this and they seem to be in the midst of one right now all right uh it is uh 450 we're going to take a second here and we're going to talk about Shorty's Pizza Shack. They're at 12th and Bagby, 254-235-2646-235-26. You know what? Tomorrow, tomorrow, you and I are going to have some Shorty's Pizza. All right. It, 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 I mean, I that's, that's the way to roll, isn't it? We're, it is. We're going to, we're going to. We're gonna go get. I'm gonna go get some Shorty's Pizza for us tomorrow, uh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll 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 dive into that. Uh, and it should be man. I can't wait. I'm thinking about it right now. Uh, Shorty's Pizza, New York style pizza. And of course, you can get it by the slice, or you can buy a uh, you can buy an entire pie, 14 inch or 18 inch. And man, it's just. Uh, just great stuff. And so, and uh, the doughs made fresh daily, the marinara's homemade, the toppings, whether it's burger or sausage, all made right there in house. No fillers, no additives, no artificial flavoring, just delicious food from Shorty's Pizza Shack. And uh, again, uh, they, uh, they've, they've got it going on. And, you know, Shorty's is proud to serve locally brewed craft beers in the can or on uh, drought. Uh, uh, Draft, that's <laughs> drought. It could be a drought in, going in a, on. In a drought, they have beer. In a beer. drought, they that's have beer. valuable thing. I, yeah, need so a, I need a draft to end the drought. That, well, they could do that. And it's by the pint or the uh, half pitcher. So grab a cold one when you're over at Shorty's. And I, we can't do that tomorrow during the day. But, I mean, you could tonight if you like or tomorrow night, whatever the case may be. Check them out uh, and, and enjoy their great food. It, they've got uh, wings. They've, they've even got chili dogs at uh, Shorty's. So just a cool place to hang out. Maybe. A afternoon day uh, to watch some baseball at, at Shorty's. That'd yeah, be it's a only cool the seventh, deal. so get out there and see if the Rangers can uh, close this thing out at Shorty's Pizza Shack. Shorty's Pizza Shack. They're at 12th and Bagby. Here's the phone number, 235-2646, 235-2646 for Shorty's Pizza Shack. All right, let's uh, let's do this real quick. Let's, let's make some winners out of listeners. I have got – I've got four tickets – 
to the Belton PRCA Rodeo that begins tonight. If you want to go tomorrow or Saturday, or if you want to go tonight, you'd have to get by here in a hurry. But let's take caller number three at 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. Caller number three, we're going to hook you up with uh, some uh, some PRCA rodeo tickets for the Belton 4th of July rodeo that's going on in Belton, Texas. And, man, it, at the Expo Center, nice. You know, so what I'm thinking, you could sit up in the air con and watch some rodeo. How cool would that be? All right, caller three, 254-662-1660. Caller three, you're a winner of some rodeo tickets from ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. A high fly, deep right center field, Taylor turning to look, it's gone. Texas Rangers baseball on ESPN Central Texas. Here's a swing and there's a drive the opposite way to deep left. Kemp is going back, he looks and that ball is history. Follow the Texas Rangers all season long on your home for Texas Rangers baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Central Texas, what's happening? It's your boy Q, and I want to personally invite you out to Walk On Sports Bistro and Bar this Friday from 11 to 2. Unnecessary Roughness will be broadcasting all the way live and sending you into your 4th of July weekend the right way. Ward Whites and me will have plenty of giveaways, we'll have special guests, and we'll have all the sports talk conversations and topics that you care about. This is going to be a party and a celebration you don't want to miss. It's Friday, July 2nd from 11 to 2 and beyond. Unnecessary Roughness at Walk On Sports Bistro and Bar with ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. My house has a new Summer 
is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, KTON Temple, K230CH Temple, and KBHTHD3 Belmy, K283CD Waco. All right, 4.58, we're a couple of minutes in front of 5 o'clock. Welcome back into the program. And our 5 o'clock hour is brought to you by VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. And they are currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service techs. All openings start at 17 bucks or more an hour. And if you would like to apply, it's a 7601 Imperial Drive. 7601 Imperial Drive. First day of July for 2021 as we welcome you back into game time. Tom, Stephen, and EP from the Allen Samuel Studios. And 7-1 means... NIT or NIL. <laughs> it could mean NIT too. NIT tournament coming, yeah. baby. Um, it means name, image, and likeness is legal across college sports. So if you missed it yesterday, there's been state laws in 24 different states that said, hey, on this day, if you're a college athlete in the state, you can uh, start getting sponsorship deals using your name, image, and likeness. And that includes the state of Texas. The NCAA at 4.30 yesterday, <laughs> day before the deadline, Basically scribbled up a document that said, okay, for the states that don't have laws in place, we're essentially leaving it up to the school to make the decision as far as what do you want to do um, regarding name, image, and likeness? How do you want to police it? So there's going to be some variation from state to state, which is, um, it'll be intriguing to see how that plays out. I guess is how we'll have to put it. And and we'll see how much of a factor that will be in recruiting. Tom, do you see that being a huge deal for athletes coming into school? I guess we'll have to see, you know, what kind of money kids are making, but do you think that'll be a big deal? In well, and, and one thing I was going to ask you as I answer a question with a question is after the newness and after kind of the things settle and they will, do you see this? I mean, do you see a flurry of, of activity, or, or is this? Are we just gonna? Oh, here's a story. This guy or this gal just got a, a nice deal, or you know, and it's and it kind of finds its place in the world of college athletics. I imagine it levels out, and I will say we've said a lot that this is gonna be the wild west, and there's I think there's that potential, and there's gonna be things that come up that people aren't prepared for. But seeing schools today kind of roll out their plans, at least on paper, and I'm talking about Power 5 schools mainly, but they seem very prepared for today. I saw you know, teams in the Big 12 like TCU and Iowa State put out um, roadmaps for athletes to say, hey, here's what you can do, here's what you can't do. Um, we're here. You know, we're, we're partnering with third-party entities trying to help you do this. 
I think there's going to be some bumps in the road, but I do think schools and universities have seen this coming for a long time. I'll tell you, LSU, on their Twitter account, they've changed their uh, little profile picture to say, NILSU. They're like, they're leaning into this. They're saying, come here and we'll help you make some money. So some universities are saying, hey, we're going to try to use this in its advantage. And I would imagine it would be the ones with the most resources. But yes, I think we will get to a point to answer your question where it's like, okay, it's Tuesday. So-and-so signed another contract or some sort of endorsement situation. So they're going to have to figure out a way to kind of police that. They're going to have to figure out a way to help these kids. And I say they, whether it's the NCAA or the individual institutions, they're going to have to figure out a way to help these kids with, with their taxes. And, and, you know, because it is income. I don't care how you slice it. You, you earn income and, and uh, there's going to be some tax dollars involved. So, and then the other thing is, how, and we talked about this the other day, Stephen, how do they manage it from – Okay, uh, here's an opportunity. You know, I mean, does does the local car dealership do they contact the the player individually, and then does the player individually contact them back? Is there a is there a is there a company that they can route their their availabilities through? Hey, I'm available on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Sundays. Uh, you know, four to midnight. I mean, I don't know. I mean, how there's got to be some. Is there a plan of attack for all of these schools or all these kids when it comes to that? If not, these kids could potentially be inundated with phone calls and text messages. And the other part is, how does EP's business get a hold of Stephen, the running back at, at Baylor? Or you know what I'm saying? How does he how does uh, he make contact? It, it looks like a lot of people are doing it via social media, direct messaging, that type of thing. And then it's up to the students to report it. So, I mean, they're gonna, just going to have to be transparent about it. And, and that might bring up its own problems. But I think the way schools are looking at this is, okay, with power comes responsibility, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you want to make a money, you want to make some money, you want to be your own LLC. Well, that means you have to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and I think for a lot, you know, we're talking about, when we talk about people getting inundated, we're talking about, a few for the majority of these young people. I think it's going to be here. Phone never rang. Yeah. Phone yeah. never rang today. Um, as far as you might say, okay, so what kind of deals are actually getting done? Like, mm-hmm. what does this look like? Well, we, we have some examples, uh, locally, Matt Meyer, he is on cameo, meaning, uh, if you want him to send you a personalized video, you can go to cameo.com, type in his name, pay him $49 and he will send you a video. So, Tom, for your birthday coming up, if you want Matt Meyer to say happy birthday to you, I can get that done 50 for bucks. 50 bucks. So, does Matt Meyer set that price? Does this – I mean, how does all that yeah, work? Yeah, I'm not sure how it works. I don't know if you set the price, if there's, like, some sort of formula and Cameo helps suggest. <laughs> but I would imagine – because that that's going to be, I think, the most common way for athletes to try to make money because anybody can get on Cameo. And I would think you set the price because basically it's like, well, whatever you think a video of you would be worth. And if you don't get paid for it, then maybe you knock it down. Um, And he also is doing a meet and greet with visiting angels on this Monday where he'll sign autographs, take pictures. Don't know what the compensation for that will be, but that's, uh, you know, something else that's going to uh, happen for Matt Meyer soon in the big 12. Um, 
Demarion Overshone, linebacker at Texas. He's launching his own apparel brand. He's going to be selling hats and T-shirts. Uh, but John Robinson, running back at UT, is also uh, doing some things over Cameo. X-Ray Lee, he's a linebacker at West Virginia. He signed up with Yoke Gaming. Um, Spencer Rattler is going to do Cameo services. He's charging people $125. So Big 12-wise, so far, pretty small deals. As far as bigger deals, Derek King um, has signed with... Uh, College Hunks Moving Company. Tom, I know you had some issues with moving companies <laughs> in Fayetteville. That's a great name. So that is a great is name, you. isn't it? Uh, it is a great name. And he's getting $20,000 for that. Really? Yes. Now, I don't know like if that's over time, if that's a one-time thing, but that's the terms of his deal. And then he is also going to do some appearances at a local club in Miami uh, over the next few weeks and sign autographs. So that that's what he's looking at. Um, Olivia Dunn is a very popular gymnast at LSU. Mm-hmm. Has a ton of followers on social media. And there's nothing official, but people think she could be getting, you know, 500K, 600K, that type of money, just because she has so many followers on her Instagram, her TikTok, that she can do endorsements on those social media platforms and wow. push people towards products. So and, and good for her. Yeah, good for her. And and that's that's another way I think this is going to explode is social media following. And and that Tom as you know has nothing to do with if you're a good player or not. I mean that's just really your your personality and how you connect with it's, people. It's a popularity thing, yeah. Yeah. Um Trey Knox, Arkansas receiver, has signed a deal with PetSmart. So he's going to, uh, you know, do some do some uh, work for them. Graham Mertz, quarterback at Wisconsin, has launched his own brand. So he's looking for um, suitors if, if they want to be there. Hannah and Haley Cavender, Fresno State basketball. They're also popular on social media. So they've reached big agreements with Boost Mobile and Six Star, a supplement company. So it's it's varied it's very uh different depending on the person um it's small amounts of money it's big amounts of money but we're already seeing deals get done tom and i guess to answer your question originally it's just going to come down to um how does this work for the businesses as far as whether they're going to stick with this or not yeah i was just thinking uh some of these kids you know, the, you know, typical college kid, hey, I, I got, you know, two bucks in my pocket. And and now all of a sudden they're going to have some serious dollars. And they're going to – some of them are going to need some help managing their funds. I mean, and, and making sure that, you know, that they take care of it and, and, and use it wisely or invest it or whatever the case may be. There are opportunities not just for the, the, the athletes, but there's opportunities outside it now – just in regular commerce, you know, as far as managing how these kids, uh, you know, endorse products to to financial advisors for these for these uh, athletes. There's a lot of things that are going to open up, Stephen, on, the, you know, as far as just because these these young people now have the opportunity to to make some money. Uh, Leon, chime in on the text line and you can anytime. Two, five, four, six, six, two, sixteen, sixty. He said all these young people making money um, and getting paid, when are they going to have time for classes in school? Yeah, I mean, 
here's my thing. I understand that. And but ultimately, why did you go to school? Well, and and that's their choice, right? right. Like you got to make it work. Here's the thing. Like name image and likeness, there's a lot of unintended consequences that come with it. But in theory, what we're doing is just allowing people to make money off of what they do, which is capitalism. I mean, mm-hmm. it's America. That's what we do. Um, so how are they going to find time for class? I don't know. But it would just be like if an athlete had a job on the side, which I know a lot of them don't. Or, you know, I, I know college students that work two jobs and still have to go to school. And, you know, nobody cares if they find time for Like, that's their business. They got to find time for class. You figure it out. I yeah, mean, you, 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 you make it work. And, and those and here's the bottom line. Those who want to go to class and make a good grade are going to go to class and make a good yes. grade. Those who don't, won't. And that's, you know, whether there's a job or an endorsement deal involved in that, that's kind of how it's been, you know. It, it's, it's Oh, yeah. And, I mean, to be frank about it, I, I think it's important. Uh, education is huge. And I'm, I'm talking, I, the majority of college athletes, they balance all these things really well. The stars that we're talking about that are making big amounts of money, they're going to class about as much as they want anyway. <laughs> like, you know, I, I remember I remember when Jimmer Fredette was at BYU. Um, and I, I heard this too with Johnny Manziel and A&M. They both had, and I've, I've heard this with other football stars, they both had to pivot to... Uh, online courses because people were so crazy about, you know, them being in class together that they would ask for autographs, those kinds of things. So you got to figure it out. Jacob Bradshaw also chimed in on the text line and said, this is going to create a whole different type of influencer. And yes, you're right. I mean, social media is going to be a huge aspect of this. Um, how you market yourself is going to be a huge aspect of this. It's a whole new world, but Tom, I mean, it's really up to those individuals to uh, to figure it out. But it was interesting to see these deals already getting done. All right, it's 11 minutes after 5. We're 5-11, and this is game time here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. And we welcome into the program the head coach of the LaBega Pirates, Coach Don Hyde. Coach, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, Tom. Thanks. I apologize. I was supposed to be on at 4.30, and I made a trip to the administration building about 4.15 and got <laughs> Got stuck in an office and couldn't get out, so I just wanted to apologize to you guys that I wasn't available at four thirty. Not a problem. We just we thought you were probably figuring out how you're gonna how you're gonna bank on some of this name, image, and likeness stuff. We we thought maybe <laughs> you were over signing autographs someplace. I, well, I got I made a nickel today, uh, so uh, I'm ahead of the game already. Coach, talk a little bit about where your program is during the summer, uh, right now in your strength and conditioning program. Uh, I mean, it's a uh, you know, it's a it's it's basically a uh, continuation of what we do in off season, and then and then be able to add the skill aspect into it, uh, sports specific skills, and you know the main thing the UIL has done over the years by giving you that opportunity is, you know, in years past before you had that opportunity, you had to basically cut your off season program down about the last six weeks, and so you could go outside and do sports specific stuff with your football kids, and now because the UIL has allowed you to do that. You can continue that weight training and, and stuff along the all the way through the end of the school year, and then keep going in the summer, and then also get that sport specific activity that that the UIs allowed you to do. I mean, it's great. It's great for high school football. What what are you getting done in, in sports specific during the summer? What what are what are some of your goals, and, and what are you trying to get accomplished? 
well, we're going to be young, and so I mean, we're we're going to make sure that that uh, the scheme is in place offensively and defensively and, and special teams wise, and and then and then work on work on the specific skills that each position's got to have to in order to be successful on Friday nights, you know. And, and the, the issue arises there with with staffing and, and making sure you can get enough coaches there that you know coaches would like a little bit of a summer too. And and when the UIL went this direction, you know, they basically they basically almost eliminated all summer activities with the family for, for, for assistant coaches. And, you know, it's, it's tough and you got to work through hurdles along the way and, and figure out who's going to be there and who's not going to be there. And, and at the same time, you still want to give your kids some time off too. And so, I mean, it's an issue, but it's an issue well worth fighting for and, and well worth figuring out as you go along the way. Coach, last year when we were talking to you around this time, obviously it was very different circumstances uh, how much further ahead are you with this group because you had a full off season and, and had the chance to do summer uh, strength and conditioning with them? Well, I think our I think our strength level is 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 far greater than what we what we were at this time last year because of the amount of time we lost with our kids. I think our endurance level is is, is far greater than it was. You know, uh, when the kids finally came back last year, it took us forever to get them back in shape, and, and so our kids have done a really good job of staying in shape and. And continuing on with the program, we started back in in January and or late December when we when we were knocked out of the playoffs. And so, I mean, it's it's night and day comparison to where we were last year at this point. Coach, do you ever see a a time where four A and down maybe get a spring spring football session, if you will, like like they do in five A and six A? And would you like to we, see that? We we voted for it every time it's come up. You know, they they have a. They do a little questionnaire deal every time at, 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 at regional at, at regional meetings, and, and they always have, you know, basically they broke it down between four A Division One and four A Division Two coaches, and and whether or not you would you would be all for having spring football, and uh, every time it's come up, we voted for it, and and I think the majority of the people in our division, Division One, four A, voted for it, but but they've not they've not done it yet, and so uh, yeah, certainly we would certainly take advantage of it. You know, it's a, it, it, once again, it's a scheduling nightmare in a lot of ways because we share some athletes. But, I mean, it's nothing that you can't figure out if you put a pencil and pad to it and, and work hard to get to make sure everybody's taken care of. Are you having to do that in your uh, skill-specific uh, summer drills, share those athletes and, and, and work through that? We do, we do a little bit, you know, but at the same time, we, we go on a precedent-type deal, you know, or, or an upcoming, you know, classification or, or sport-specific, so – I mean, if you're if you're a football player and a basketball player, well, the next sport coming is football. So they're going to spend the majority of their time working sports specific for football and, and get a little bit of basketball, you know, after the fact. But uh, you know, we, we go by what's the next sport coming, you know, and anything we do in high school. And so, and kids that play for football and other sports, they're they're really truly concentrating on on the football aspect right now. Plus, a lot of them just got through playing baseball or. A lot of them just got through playing basketball, or a lot of them just got through running track. And so, you know, most of our assistant coaches, they they're gonna say, "Hey, uh, let 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 that kid go on, get, get work on his football game, and we'll we'll figure the rest of it out as we go." Coach, when I think about La Vega football, I always think about you know toughness and physicality first. Uh, how do you build a culture like that? I'm sure you emphasize it, but um, how how do you form teams that are just so tough and physical year in and year out? Well, the, the thing we work at the most, I believe, and that we do a good job of is, is mental toughness. You know, you can't be physically tough if you're not mentally tough, you know, because, you know, at the end of, at the end of the day, when all, everything's said done, at some point during the game, you're going to be tested. 
You know, you're going to be tested mentally and physically. And, and, you know, most kids hold up physically just fine. But but most of them struggle with the, with the mental aspect of toughness. And so, you know, every day, whether it's all season or summer workouts or whatever we're doing, our job as a coaching staff is to put you to the test, both physically and mentally, you know, uh, just to see what how you're going to react. You know, I, I mean, I may walk by a kid. If we're doing set to 10, I may say – I may, I may sit there and count him, and he did 10. I know he did 10. And I may tell him, hey, that's only seven. You got three more. And just to see how he's going to respond. Is he going to throw a fit because he really did 10, even though I knew he did 10? Or is he just going to do three more reps and get on past him? You know, and, and the mental toughness aspect is huge in high school athletics. And, uh, and I, I just think we do a really good job of, uh, of harping on that on a daily basis with our kids. And, and as a result, when, it, when our kids are put in those kind of situations, they respond. Hey, Don, hey, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much for jumping in here with us and, and getting us up to speed on strength and conditioning. I know it's a, it's a great time for the uh, for the kids uh, to just c- concentrate on, on staying in shape and, and uh, getting ready for football. And, and uh, two days will be here before thanks, you know uh, it. Uh, yeah, thanks thanks for having me on. And, uh, once again, thanks for what you do for this area for, for high school football and all high school sports in general. And you guys do a fabulous job. And uh, I just want you to know the staff here at LaVega High School certainly appreciate it. Talk to you soon, Don. Thank you. Appreciate it. That is Don Hyde. Boy, he has done a heck of a job. You know, when you uh, when you replace a guy like Willie, it, it, you, they always say you don't want to be the guy that replaces a guy. Right. But he has done a remarkable job in, in continuing the, the tradition and, and building on it and winning championships and all that good stuff. Great job. All right, uh, 517 coming up. We are going to talk some Cowboy football. Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboy Radio Network. Stephen, we're just around the corner from from camp. It's coming. And yep. heading out to California and all that good stuff. And we'll talk to Kyle about that and some other things coming up when we uh, continue here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll still see a few scattered showers early this evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies, lows falling to 76 degrees. It'll be partly sunny tomorrow with a 60% chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms as a cold front moves in, 92 the high. And on Saturday, mostly cloudy with a 60% chance of showers and storms and a high of 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Rick Butler is our guest, a former MCC baseball coach, won the national championship at MCC in 1983. Uh, it was almost like a mash unit in the uh, World Series that year. Uh, we started the first game with Greg Dennis splitting his chin open on home plate, had to have stitches, and then uh, Kenneth Patterson got hit in the, in the face by a double play ball because he couldn't get down and slide quick enough. And then Jerry Fouth, and this is the one most people remember, took a line drive off of his head that went over the third base dugout into the bleachers, came back the next night and pitched a complete game for the championship. So those were some tough guys, 58 and seven records, nothing to scoff at, and they brought the prize home and we're very proud of that team. Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. 
Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 bum. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Chris Paul poured in 41 points and the Phoenix Suns advanced to the NBA Finals for the first time since 1993, beating the Clippers 130 to 103. Tonight in the NBA playoffs, the East Finals continue. The Atlanta Hawks are at the Milwaukee Bucks. That series tied at two games each. Tip is at 7:30. Tampa Bay takes a 2-0 lead in the Stanley Cup Finals, beating Montreal 3-1. After 16 seasons as Baylor's head track coach Todd Harbour announced his retirement. Astros get swept by Baltimore, now head to Cleveland to start a series with the Indians tonight. First pitch at 6-10. Rangers and A's get away game this afternoon, and you can catch that game over on kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The theme from Dallas, uh, yeah, okay, all right, it's, uh, holy moly, boy, you can tell. Uh, it's uh, 521, welcome back into the program, and Tom and Steven, we're glad you're with us. We're having fun now, Yeah, huh? indeed, uh, the theme from Dallas. We welcome into the program from the Cowboy Radio Network, Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, good afternoon, how are you? Well, I'm better now that I've gotten a little bit of the Dallas theme intro. I think that will brighten anybody's day. That's pretty cool, huh? I like that. Hey, Kyle, uh, Cowboy Camp is just around the corner. You you geared up and ready to go? Man, I'm I'm getting there. It's kind of getting to the point where we're packing everything up and everything's kind of getting ready to go out to Oxnard. But then you sit and wait for a couple of weeks, waiting for it to get there. The offseason just starts kind of dragging along at this point because the anticipation's there for camp and you're getting ready and everything's everything's put in the place but then you kind of got to wait for the next three weeks to get to that point so i'm i'm getting there i'm I'm trying to mentally prepare myself because once camp starts man it is a go 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 all the way till the end of the year but i'm super excited for it what are the benefits for the football team itself by going to california well first off it's a lot cooler and in California than it is in Frisco, and I think that's that's probably the the number one thing about it. Instead of practicing in 104, 105 degree weather like the Cowboys did last August during their training camp in Frisco, or practicing inside and, and going inside the Ford Center, they're going to have a couple of natural grass fields, which is what McCarthy exclusively works out on. Uh, and it's it's going to be an 80-degree weather, maybe even less than that. I mean, it's probably going to be a high of 80, maybe a high of 78, things of the sort while we're out in California, and I think that's going to be a huge positive for this team. But it's also just kind of the, to get the mindset right, to establish the culture and kind of establish some camaraderie and chemistry throughout this team, one that didn't necessarily get that chance last year with a new coaching staff and company, and now – Mike McCarthy has his right-hand man and Dan Quinn, who's going to be able to establish a little bit of that. And I think training camp and kind of having those three to four weeks out in California as a part of the Cowboys bubble 
is going to, to, I think, really positively affect this football team, not only on the field and with the practices and the temperatures, but I think it'll definitely affect it off the field and in the locker room as well. Kyle, we've heard uh, a lot during minicamp about the different ways that Micah Parsons will get used. When, when the dust starts to settle here in training camp, how do you think they'll uh, move him around the field on different downs? Well, Stephen, I think you're going to see it in a lot of different ways. Uh, I, I don't think there's going to be a set role for Micah Parsons, at least to start the year. I don't think he's going to be your starting Mike linebacker week one. I think it'll stick to the veterans. I think it'll be Jalen Smith. It'll be Leighton Van Der Esch. And as much as Cowboys fans don't necessarily want to hear that, I, I think that's what we're going to see because of the competition that Micah Parsons brings and then allowing him to maybe utilize his skill sets in other ways, maybe it's off of the, the edge as an edge rusher or a blitz package and uh, bring him in on a, a couple of A-gap blitzes or B-gap blitzes and things of the sort. Maybe he sets the edge as a run defender. I mean, there's multiple ways to put Micah Parsons downhill that would benefit not only him and his skill set, but I think this defense as a whole and then the rotation in there with Leighton Van Der Esch and with Jalen Smith. So I think you're going to see it a couple different ways. I think by the end of the year, he will be your starting Mike linebacker, but at least to start things off, he's going to be picked and poked in a bunch of different uh, ways around that defense, and I think you're going to see him utilized in a number of ways. Okay, so everybody knows Kyle is a, a draft nerd. I mean, he, he <laughs> gets down on these things like no other. Um, how much did you know about Nashawn Wright or have him on your radar before they took him? And I know there's some positive – vibes coming out of the Cowboys camp about him so what do you think his potential could be so first off I missed Nation right I really did uh, and I think really I wasn't alone in that regard he was pretty far down the list I at least had notes on him mm. I had not watched him and, and so that was kind of the the oddity of it because in the third round usually I've watched all the guys yeah. I've watched Oso Digizua I watched Chauncey Golston who were the other third-round picks. I even watched some of the fourth-round picks, Josh Ball, Matt Farniok. I had, I had seen exclusive numbers, of course, Jabril Cox. I'd seen them a number of times on film. Nate Sean Wright wasn't one of those guys. He was really, really, really far down the list. And whenever his name was called at 99, that was one that perked up the eyebrows a little bit. Of, oh, oh, this guy, where did he come from? You go and watch him, and you see why he was selected it's just the, the place he was selected that was the, the intriguing part. Why not try and stretch it and get him in the fifth round or the sixth round? And I think the reason why is Dan Quinn had his eyes on him. And, and the more I heard about it, the more that he was enamored with what Nashawn Wright can do at the cornerback spot with his length, with his speed, with his agility, all three of which that were on display throughout the draft process. But it was the film and it was inconsistencies that kind of knacked his draft stock enough to where he was kind of further down the board. The Cowboys have utilized him already in, in many camps. Now, it's a lot easier for these corners to, to show out whenever no pads are on it. You don't have the wide receivers getting physical. There's not a whole lot of contact. But in terms of the spacing and what he can provide for a third of the field, I think that was apparent in rookie minicamp. He was able to kind of patrol from the numbers outside, pretty easily and then even closer to the hash marks for a good amount of practices he was usually in the right spot at the right time had a couple of turnovers that he forced and and i think during training camp 
you're going to see things kind of ramped up a little bit more. I think these receivers are going to target him a little bit and try and test out the rookie and see exactly what he's got. But as a third-round pick, he has expectations, and I think that's the biggest thing is this isn't a guy who you picked in the fifth or sixth round that is expendable. You picked him at the, uh, with a top 100 pick, so I think you have at least some sort of expectation that he doesn't necessarily just make the roster, but he's going to have to play it quite a bit as a rookie. Kyle, uh, new D.C., as you mentioned, a, a an opportunity to go through minicamp, an opportunity to go through OTAs. In your opinion, just how much better can we expect this defense to be? I think they already are better, Tom. Uh, just based off, like you said, getting an OTAs, getting a minicamp, having a full training camp, and being able to establish yourself with a defensive coordinator Mike Nolan did not get a chance to do that in any case last year when it came to this Cowboys defense. Dan Quinn not only did that, but then he brings in guys that he already knows, like a DeMonte Kazee and a Keona Neal, who are going to come in, know his system, know how things are run, and be able to tell that and, and relay that information to his teammates. And I think that's some of the positive that Cowboys fans aren't necessarily looking at. They're, they're thinking, oh my gosh, Atlanta's defense wasn't very good last year with Dan Quinn as the head coach. They're not thinking, okay, as a defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn was one of the more successful coordinators in the NFL when he had time to groom a defense, and he has that this year. Not only are the the additions like a Micah Parsons and an Ashawn Wright and a Kelvin Joseph going to add some excitement, but I think Dan Quinn is the key addition to this defense to make it better. How much better? Of course, that's going to take some time to really see. I think you're going to still see an adjustment process especially early in the year. But having those preseason games and having those extra reps throughout the offseason are going to help this team take it from maybe a bottom three, four defense in the NFL, make it middle of the road, and have a lot of potential to move forward in the future. So, Kyle, uh, I was looking on DallasCowboys.com, and I saw um, you kind of did like a roundtable with some other writers uh, about different topics, and one of them was the potential of three 1,000-yard wide receivers. Uh <laughs> I know that got a lot of traffic, and we first kind of heard about this last year when Cooper and Gallup and CeeDee Lamb were talking about that possibility. But um, what do you think the possibility of that is uh, with, a, with a healthy Dak Prescott going into the season? I think that's the key, what you just said, a healthy Dak Prescott. Because I think even with a healthy Dak Prescott last year, I think all three of those guys hit 1,000 yards pretty easily. I mean, uh, CeeDee Lamb was just under 65 yards away. Michael Gallup under 200 yards away. I think either one of those would have been hit pretty exclusively, pretty easily throughout the season a year ago if Dak Prescott would have played more than five games because there was such uh, an adjustment period with Andy Dalton at quarterback. And I think this year it's definitely possible. It's definitely not certain, though, because I think you're going to see a resurgence from this offensive line that's going to help out Ezekiel Elliott get some touches and have some success. You're going to see Blake Jarwin back into the fold. I think his vertical threat is going to take away some touches and some targets from some of those three receivers. But if you're going based off of what we saw in 2020, I don't think there's any reason you can't think uh, the Cowboys wide receiving core couldn't have those three receivers hit a thousand yards. Cause I definitely think it's possible. We're talking with Kyle Yeomans from DallasCowboys.com. Uh, final thing for you, man. Um, you know, we've we've had this discussion at length of the station. Zeke Elliott, last year was a struggle. So mm-hmm. what does improvement look like for him? Because this is not the same offense 
that they ran when he was a rookie and they were handing him the ball 25 to 30 times a game. So if you're thinking Zeke Elliott bounce back season, what is it? Is it a number of yards? Is it just explosion? Kind of what do you see as a bounce back for Zeke this season? Well, I think the number one bounce back would be to hold on to the football. You can't have six fumbles like he did a year ago and lead all nine quarterbacks uh, in turnovers. And that's exactly what Zeke brought last year, which was out of the ordinary. And that was really disappointing, not only for Zeke, but the entire offense. I know Kellen Moore talked about it even uh, in some press conferences a year ago. Is That's not what you expect when 21's in the backfield. And if he's paid to be a $90 million running back, sure, there's only so much you can do with a banged-up offensive line. But holding on to the ball is something that is not affected by your offensive line. And then just being able to to, to chew clock in, in late-game scenarios and things of the sort, which the Cowboys didn't also have an opportunity to do last year. So I think his role, like you said, has changed. He's not going to be uh, one of these Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, 2016-2017 Zeke type of running backs where he's putting up 1,500 yards and he's – the, the focal point of this offense, the focal point is now shifted to the passing game, and that's pretty apparent to see. But if he holds on to the, to the football, he finds a way to battle late in games and put your offense in a, in a place to be successful, either with the lead or whenever you need to chew clock, that's where his role is going to be successful. I don't think the numbers are going to be nearly what they were toward the early parts of this year, but there are a ton of ways where he's going to contribute. He's just got to make sure, I think it starts with the turnovers, secondary to production, uh, or the production is secondary, I should say, to, to just being able to, to propel that offense in the right direction. Kyle, we're all, we're all interested in Zeke. And I, I read an article this morning, I think it was his uh, personal trainer, that talked about him being quicker, more elusive, more mm-hmm. fluent. And I'm, I'm just, I was kind of perplexed by that. I mean, are what is that about? I mean, what what is the target, and and was he not in in that type of football shape a year ago? I mean, where are we going with this article? I don't know. It's it's kind of hard. You, you get those articles this time of year, anyways. It's the best shape of their life type of. Uh, it's the month that you hear those types of articles. But I don't disagree from what I've seen from Zeke, not only in the social media posts and what we've seen online from from Zeke Elliott, but I also think just from what I've seen in minicamp, in OTAs, I should say, I think he does look quick. He looks agile. He looks like he's going to be able to plant and, and, and be more elusive, which I think it goes back to what I was talking about with Steven a moment ago was that the role has changed. He's not a bell cow anymore. He's not going to get those 25, 30 carries a game. He wants to be more explosive. He wants to find a way to, to put up 10-plus yards in the different scenarios whereas last year he really saw that number drop down and maybe he wasn't in the same shape he is now Tom I don't think he was in bad shape I think he was built differently I think he was built in a way to take hits to to be physical to to try and kind of take that workload as an NFL running back whereas now I think they may be trying to slim him down a little bit to to put him in the passing game put him in the slot find different ways to use his versatility and I think that's one way that Zeke could be successful. But like I said, if he doesn't hold on to the ball, none of that's going to matter. <laughs> Kyle, thanks. I uh, appreciate your time today. As always, great insight to what's going on with the, with the Cowboys, and we do appreciate your time today. 
Absolutely, guys. You guys have fun. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Kyle Yeomans from the Cowboy uh, Radio Network. And, man, great insight there as the Cowboys get ready for uh, for their trip to Oxnard. Uh, in, com- uh, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to give you a chance to win a couple of cheeseburger baskets. But first, I want to talk about Mike and, and all the folks over at uh, Waco Beef and Pork Processors, family-owned and operated since 1995. You know, I, I talk about some of the great quality cuts of meat, uh, you know, restaurant-quality steaks and, and uh, beef brisket and mouth-watering pork, uh, uh, pork short ribs and those hard-to-find large beef ribs. Well, I was having lunch Tuesday, I think, and a gentleman came up to me and recognized me, came up to me and said, hey, give me that address again for that place where you can get beef ribs. We love to barbecue beef ribs. We're going to do it this 4th of July weekend. How can I get those beef ribs? My brother loves them, and he's been hounding me to do it, so we're going to do it this weekend. And I'm telling you, I said, hey, it's pretty simple, 523 Precision Drive. Pulled up the uh, the website on my phone, showed it to him. He jotted down some info, and I guarantee you he's headed over to see Mike and the gang at Waco Beef and Pork Processors to get the uh, – to get those beef ribs for the big barbecue that is coming up at his house. And I kept waiting and waiting and waiting and the, Hey, why don't you come over to never, never, ne- that never happened, Stephen. I mean, I was, you know, I, I uh, it's probably coming. He'll probably text you. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I'm sure. He, yeah. Uh, but I kept waiting for the invitation. It just did not happen. Hey, they got uh, spices and seasonings. And of course they make holy smoked sausage. And that includes summer sausage. And you say, hang on, what is holy smoke? Holy is a family name. And then, of course, they uh, they smoke their sausages. So, you know, you put it all together, and it's holy smoked sausage. They got Czech sausage, Polish sausage, Italian. Uh, they've got chorizo. they got Cajun. And my favorite, I-, I love German sausage. I don't think it's as greasy. Uh, and, and heck, I like it. You can just throw it in a in, in a in a in in a pot and boil it. Bring it out and slap it between a piece of bread and, and go to town. It's 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 that good. Oh, they have great. Uh Check Klobasi. My goodness, it's good. Absolutely. So some of the great things, and of course, it's the best barbecue uh, around, and all you got to do is call Mike and say, hey, Mike, I'm coming by. Here's what I would like. Or just go by and shop. They've got, it, they've got it laid out there for you as well. It's at 523 Precision Drive. Here's a phone number for them, 772-4669, 772-4669. Also, if you want to check them out online, it's Holy Smoked Sausage. Holy smoked sausage.com. Check them out and uh, tell them that we sent you by. All right, 538. We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck, it's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune up, maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, you don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com. 
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Don't miss the Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, July 3rd and Sunday, July 4th at the Bell County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, July 3rd from 9 to 5 and July 4th from 10 to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Chris Paul poured in 41 points and the Phoenix Suns advanced to the NBA Finals for the first time since 1993, beating the Clippers 130 to 103. Tonight in the NBA playoffs, the East Finals continue. The Atlanta Hawks are at the Milwaukee Bucks. That series tied at two games each. Tip is at 7:30. Tampa Bay takes a 2-0 lead in the Stanley Cup Finals, beating Montreal 3-1. After 16 seasons as Baylor's head track coach Todd Harbour announced his retirement. Astros get swept by Baltimore, now head to Cleveland to start a series with the Indians tonight. First pitch at 6-10. Rangers and A's get away game this afternoon, and you can catch that game over on kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. for the grab bag on game time. All right, 541, 19 before 6. Grab bag time here. We're going to get to those uh, cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers here in just a couple of minutes, too. So stay close to your telephone as you make your way home this afternoon. All right, uh, Stephen, last night it was all clip joint. Uh, the Clippers over the Suns by 27 at one. Th- uh, the Suns over the Clippers, rather, uh, 132-103. Uh, <laughs> took them to the woodshed, didn't they? They did. Really happy for uh, Chris Paul getting to the NBA Finals for the first time. Had a huge night, 40 points, no turnovers, directed that team uh, like a veteran should. Devin Booker's a fun player to watch. This Suns team, man, um, it's interesting. They might This might be the most improbable finals run in a while. I know they're the two-seed overall, but even going back to that first-round series against the Lakers, there were folks that thought, oh, yeah, Lakers will be the favorites. They'll upset them. They, they won that. They've continued to win. And I think whether it's the um, Bucks or the Hawks, I feel like the Suns, or the odds-on favorite to win the whole thing, which would be cool to see. Monty Williams, also a great story there, head coach. He lost his wife in a car accident a few years ago, um, left coaching for a while, came back, and now he's got the Phoenix Suns winning the Western Conference. So uh, fun game last night, and, and good to see Phoenix get it done. You mentioned the uh, East Finals tonight, 2-2, and uh, you don't know who's going to win the series. You don't know who's going to win tonight, but is it fair to say that Milwaukee – is a better basketball team? I think at full strength, they probably are. Um, we'll, we'll see the injury situation. Giannis is doubtful. Trey Young is looks like he might give it a go. I saw that he's warming up. 
Um, oh, well, actually, breaking news. Woj says Trey Young's out. So he's out for game mm. five. He's going to continue to rehab. So most likely Young and Giannis Antetokounmpo both out. It's a toss-up. I'll go with Milwaukee tonight because they're back at home. But, um, you know, we saw Atlanta find a way to win the other night without Trey Young. I do wonder, though, sometimes if a team loses a player, it's like you can you can get that adrenaline rush. You can get that sort of everybody, against, you know, us against the world. Like, let's rally mentality for a game. But at a certain point, the talent seems to win out. So we'll see. Uh, you know, what happens with, with that game tonight. But unfortunate that both those stars are probably missing tonight's game. Rangers win this afternoon. They beat the Athletics 8-3. to They're now 32-49. and Do they lose another? <laughs> it's a simple question. Probably uh, not. Yeah, they're probably going to run the table from here on out. They're, um, they're nice, peaking. Nice little run for Texas. Yep. And, yeah, get another win today. That's a good Oakland team. You take two out of three from them on the road. Dane Dunning was was good. Their rotation as of late has been uh, pretty solid. And now they get the Mariners, I guess, this weekend. So a chance to, to keep it going. Hey, here we go. <laughs> How about this? Let me give you the line on Joey Gallo. You ready? He was three for three <laughs> in the ball game. There's no strikeouts there, baby. There's no walks there. He's three for three with two runs scored and, two, and uh, three runs driven in. He had himself a ball game. He did, and another no doubt bomb. I mean, yep, he's locked in right now, and uh, yeah, Joey Gallo getting it done the big way. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, Baylor baseball's Jared McKenzie and Andy Thomas were named to the 2021 College Sports Information Directors of America, also known as COSIDA, uh, the academic all district baseball first team for District Seven. How many postseason? accolades does Andy Thomas have are they gonna have to add on to his house to to get all that stuff in there he he's he's had a a year he's had a career he has great player and um you know it's tough to follow a guy like Shay Langleyers who was the catcher before Mm -hmm. him and Shay's now hitting bombs in minor leagues if you follow the Braves organization but Andy Thomas did it the right way and Jared McKenzie is I mean I think he could be like big 12 player of the year next season he's that good uh this Baylor team just sort of ran into some bumps in the road towards the end of the season, but I still think Coach Rod's got him going in the right direction. All right, I, I love this story not not because of the uh, the story itself, but we'll we'll get to the to the bottom. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau and his caddy Tim Tucker have called it you know called it a day. Uh, they said nothing specific happened. It's just that you know, hey, I was kind of tired of him. He was kind of tired of me. So they, you know, and that happens all the time in golf. I mean, mm-hmm. guys, you know, you know, they they do that. But what I like about it is the rivalry between DeChambeau or the feud or whatever you want to call it, and uh, and uh, Kepka. Uh, later in the evening, uh, there couldn't do it without my guy Rick. Kepka wrote uh, when he tweeted. He said, "Best friend and greatest caddy." To do it. And then he put on there, at Rick Elliott Appreciation Day. So he, he takes a swipe at DeChambeau on the uh, on the uh, the breakup of the caddy player relationship there. So I, I'm like you. Uh, I, you know, it's not hurting anything. It's a little fun there between two competitive dudes that don't necessarily like each other. Yeah, rivalries are a good thing. Uh, and sometimes if... If it doesn't get too overboard, I, I think that 
healthy dislike for one another can can really create some great competitive situations. So, well, uh, yeah, I'm all for this. I, the fact of the matter is, we're talking about it. Sure. I mean, and quite frankly, I don't know that I do that story if it's the Shambo and Tim Tucker, the caddy, calling it a day. But when I read the when I read the Kepka thing, I went, oh, you mm-hmm. know what? That's just great. That, yeah, I mean, that's that just cool. That's fun. Let's uh, let, let's get that in on the grab bag. So there you go. All right, uh, 548, 12 away from 6 here on uh, Game Time from uh, ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. I, I promised that we would give away a couple of cheeseburger baskets. Therefore... Let's give away a couple of cheeseburger baskets. The phone number is 254-662-1660. Same as our CNC Collision Center text line. 254-662-1660. Stephen, pick a caller. This is all on you, my friend. Pick a caller. Caller number five. Caller five, 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. Caller five, you got yourself a couple of cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers and your friends here at ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Caller five, you're a winner on a Thursday afternoon. Live from the Big 12 Media Days. This is Tom Barfield. Join the voice of the Bears, John Morris and me, Wednesday, July 14th and Thursday, July 15th, live from AT&T Stadium for Big 12 Media Days. Brought to you in part by the Office of Baylor Alumni, BP Services, Cooper Clinic, Heritage Creamery, TFMB, your bank for life, and the Baylor Club. Big 12 Media Days, Wednesday and Thursday, July 14th and 15th, here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Morrison Gifts Waco's gift store since 1979 has your gifts for all occasions and just because. They feature local Texan and American-made products like John Hart leather bags and accessories, grandmother's buttons, antique button jewelry, big old key rings, candles, and don't forget the bath and body, and their baby collection. They make custom gift baskets and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. That's Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. Jessup Housing in Waco, a premier affordable manufactured home builder, is looking for skilled workers at two of their locations to join their team. Paying up to $18.50 per hour to start, they also offer free health insurance, production bonuses, paid holidays and vacations, 401k with company match, and opportunities for advancement. Apply in person at Jessup Housing today at 1101 Foundation Drive in Waco or 1001 West Loop 340 in Waco or apply online at jessuphousing.com. Join the Jessup Housing family today. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. 
Whether you want to learn Spanish for future travel plans, French to connect with extended family, or maybe German to land a new job, Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you'll actually use. All you need is 15 minutes a day, and you'll be on your way to confidently speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel is designed by real language experts using a modern conversation-based technique that makes learning fun, engaging, and best of all, memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases, then sentences gradually get more complex. Soon you're practicing short conversations about real life topics. And with 14 languages to choose from and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll be sure to learn what matters most to you. Babbel, language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, babbel.com. been a interesting day for music today i'll say that 552 this is game time here on espn and fox sports central texas congratulations to ken sullivan a winner of two cheeseburger baskets from double r old-fashioned hamburgers and espn central texas all right uh what what was the what was your number one takeaway today uh steven from uh, from the program man that's tough uh you know i found what Kyle Yeomans told us about the Cowboys interesting as far as, you know, the reasons of going to Oxnard, but I can tell you why they go to California. One, just because money. it's cooler. But yes, two, because money. Got a big fan base out there and they want to keep that train rolling. All right, that is it for us. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow at four here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. This is the Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 Athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Spectrum.